You're listening to Super Cal- Super or whatever the infernal thing is. Super Califragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. Each week, we're going to talk about three things. In Main Street, USA, we'll talk about the latest Disney news. The only frozen heart around here is yours. In Tomorrowland, we'll talk about the things we're looking forward to. And what the enemy will see is the flash of our cannons. They will hear the ring of our swords and they will know what we can do. And World Showcase is dedicated to our favorite Disney adventures. Will you stand silent while Jafar destroys our beloved kingdom or will you do what is right and stand with the people of Agrabah? So let's get this show on the road. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hello out there, podcast family. I'm literally just starting this week with a laugh because we are slinging this thing together with duct tape and bailing wire. <laughs> That's just about all we've got left in this house. You can probably hear a bit of an echo. I do hear that, a bit of an echo. It's because we're in a house with no furniture. We've got nothing to deaden the echo in this house. But yeah. So I think this episode and next week's episode are going to sound very similar. Very similar. You're Chris and I'm Kelly. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm Chris. She's Kelly. <laughs> And we are flying around with our heads on fire. Heads on fire. Yep. We are. So uh, I love your ears. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say it anymore. You can't even say it. Actually, I am wearing these ears intentionally today. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because the Mexico ears are the only ones I have left, but it goes along with what I'm talking about in my Tomorrowland segment. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's right. Good that's- job. Nice planning. I thought so. Hey, so this week we had uh, downloads uh, from awesome cities across the United States. This first one, I cannot believe we've never mentioned Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, wow. We've gotten downloads from Columbia a lot. And uh, that's fantastic. Columbia is very near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. So uh, glad to shout them out. Uh Delray Beach, Florida, which sounds lovely. It does. Rockford, Michigan, which sounds very rugged. Sure, everybody there is super rugged. The climb rocks and such. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to butcher this one, so I'm so sorry to the folks that call this place home. And I practiced over and over. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Santa Rosa Huaregri. Huaregli? Huaregri. <laughs> Huaregri. In Cuadataro, Mexico. How do you spell that? Which one? Huaregli. <laughs> J okay, A U R E G U I. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you. Of course, <laughs> I, I had I had the Google's pronounce it for me and everything, and I still can barely barely say it. So. Walregui. Walregui. Santa Rosa. I'm so Walregui. sorry, Santa Rosa. Yeah. but we love you, and we are so grateful that. You and everybody else has downloaded our show. Yes, um, and I think you'll enjoy my segment. And I'm wearing Mexico ears, so let's just call that all an olive branch and uh, welcome. Win-win. 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 Okay, so uh, uh, by the way, congratulations again to Carla LaFarga, who won our Strong Woman Contest. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes and ears open for what's coming in May. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right, mm-hmm. Main Street. You Main ready? Street, let's do it. All right. So, a couple of reports on some resort construction. They've officially started um, redoing the 
contemporary for Incredibles. Oh yes, I saw those pictures, like with yeah. the curtains. They curtained up the mm-hmm. whole interior of the Grand Canyon concourse there. Yes, I saw that um, to change things out because it's going to hit the doors and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the monorail station at Polly, the trusses went up, so they're very, very vertical now. Okay. Over over the monorail station. How exciting. Which I think is probably fun if you're on the monorail and you ride through that construction. When is that supposed to be done? Do we know? I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's going to go on forever. No. I know. You mean like the people mover? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any people mover news today. Okay, so they're cl- they're still just pushing the cars around the tracks. <laughs> That's what it seems like. That's what the ride is going to end up being. <laughs> uh, okay, so this was really cool. The the fine folks at Blog Mickey, who I lean on all the time for mm-hmm. for for sourcing, uh, they got a tour of the new um, cast member, but really it was designed for the the college program. Okay accommodations at Flamingo Crossings Village. I got to tell you, man, I want to do this. This is what I want to do when I grow up is to be a cast member that lives in these accommodations. You know, it's, you would actually need a younger fake ID to get in. Why? All I need to be is a cast member and say that I want to live there. You, but this is for college students. Well, not right now. Right now they're opening it up to, uh, everyday cast members that would like to take, to live there. Okay. And this is like an apartment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool. It's an apartment complex. It's got an east and west campus. Are you going to bring the family? Um, Dogs? It's, we'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if this is like some new bachelor pad. That Dude, this place of. is awesome. They've got this amazing, huge open atriums, common spaces with gaming, and but then also like classroom space and creative workspace mm. um, that's all the tip top of technology. They've got basketball courts, tennis courts, beach volleyball courts, okay. indoor cornhole. It's it is the, fun. It is this is the coolest college dorm setup I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah, I mean it'll. I'm sure it'll look like that for at least a year. <laughs> once, <laughs> until, the, until the students, once the college in. kids actually move in, it could go south. <laughs> um, so I don't know. So we're recording on Monday morning this mm-hmm. week. Just logistically right. needed to um and was, storms absolutely rocked orlando yesterday like there yeah. was hail and I saw tornado that trees warnings fell down. trees falling down it knocked out like rides at all four parks just it wow. was a crazy crazy storm but it looks like things are yeah i saw trees fell down like in animal kingdom and stopped the safari ride for a bit oh wow yeah that's scary for the animals yeah sure I'm sure they've dealt with storms before. Mm-hmm. Disney began COVID uh, vaccine um, delivery to cast members, which is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, and the mayor in Orlando said that Orange County could lift their mask mandate by June, which is also okay. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, just more signs of light at the end of the tunnel there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that businesses will lift their mask mandates, right. but still right. progress. Yeah. A guy named Don Muchow, Mukow, I don't know. Not Moo Cow. Sorry, it's probably Don. not. It's probably, it's probably not Moo Cow. I'm so sorry, Don. It's probably not Moo Cow. Gosh, I'm 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 a, I'm a wretched person. <laughs> <laughs> he became the first person to ever run. He became the first person to ever run from Disneyland to Walt Disney World. Don Moo Cow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just. 
You're just as bad as I am. <laughs> this guy's a type one diabetic. <laughs> wow, Don. I know, and he's and you called him a mook. <laughs> Oh, uh, that line item shouldn't have caused this reaction. He should not be podcasting in this state. <laughs> Our mental state is very questionable. <laughs> I don't think we should be podcasting this week. <laughs> okay, this one, this news item was really sad for you. Um, the creations shop. I'm so against it. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Um, they, they filed some permits for this new wall they're building up in there. That's going to be amazing. I'm sure. Here's the statement from Disney creation shop features a bold, sleek design that creates a perfect showcase for the rich variety of items you'll find as part of your Epcot experience. It'll be an open, bright, welcoming environment with huge glass walls that allow sunlight to pour in and make you feel like you're in touch with nature, even while indoors. Mm. (laughs) We're using color materials and light in new ways with some unique Epcot touches that connect back to the park's storied past while looking to the future. It also connects to the new Club Cool, where you can sample Coca-Colas from all over the world. Right, which is, I'll be honest, that's a little bit overrated. I've done that at the Coke Museum. (sighs) I'm just saying, number one, you don't have to get rid of Mouse Gear to do this. Why did you get... Mouse Gear is the best store on Disney property. It's better than World of Disney. Mouse Gear is the best store on Disney property. Period. Hard stop. Period. Hard stop. Okay? I'm not... Just bring it. Argue with me on that. I'm open to it. Why do you have to get rid of Mouse Gear to introduce this new fandangled celebration store? I swear. You know, you are you are usually the last one that's that's like against change. I'm and- for change. I'm not for getting rid of Mouse Gear. I'm I'm for <laughs> I'm for this celebration store. I'm creation I'm, shop. <laughs> in addition to mouse gear, <laughs> hashtag we can do both. <laughs> Apparently not. So you got you've got about I don't, gosh, how many months is it till January? I don't even know. eight. You got about eight months to get gosh, your head wrapped so around far it. Away. It does. So, (laughs) work begins to alter, (laughs) I'm using air quotes twice here, the popular structure in Morocco. (laughs) Okay. You know what I'm talking about? They're not really altering it. You know what I'm talking about? The popular structure in Morocco? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what you mean. There's a... It's a building. Highly, highly photographed... Oh, it looks like Hmm? male genitalia. Yes. (laughs) It looks like a penis. (laughs) And it's it's part of a wall in Morocco, and Disney has decided they've seen it on the social medias Too enough, many tabs. enough now. <laughs> it looks like a 12-foot-tall stone <sighs> erection. And I do love that this made it into your new segment. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're taking that thing down. Okay. As it were. And so... It's going to blow up on social media for the next month. It's going to, they're, it's they're, going to be everywhere. It's absolutely <laughs> ensured that it is all over the place for a little while. Um, oh, Disneyland, great. I'm going to give you a second here to say what you are bound to say here. Oh, Disneyland is having a soft opening. Like an out-of-town preview? Yeah. For cast members. So that's cool. Okay. So the cast members them. are starting to, to get into the park out there. It's very Preparing exciting. for its April 30th, I think. 
uh, opening. So excited for Disneyland folks. I am too, man. That is just great. The prices have been revealed. They're online. The blackout date calendar goes live uh, this week, I think, maybe. So it is it is jumping into action out there. Exciting for Also, me. they've announced that the new Avengers campus will open on June 4th at California Adventure. That That's looks crazy. It looks so bonkers. Great. It's yes. totally immersive, which I love that they're doing these now. Mm-hmm. And they showed the costumes for Iron Man and um, Spider-Man and Black Widow and all these people that you'll see. I feel like you're going to have to do a Tomorrowland segment on oh, them. Oh, I've already got it in my... Are you working on that? Yeah, okay. I've got it in the okay. list here all for right. sure. Um, you know those uh, character banners at uh, Phantasmic that like you're like oh like you're, you're walk- in Jafar section yeah, or whatever exactly. yeah they've refreshed all those which is okay. you know that's not huge news except for the fact that that means they're going to relaunch Phantasmic hopefully Phantasmic soon. is on the way okay yep. all right um, Magic Mobile is set to roll out to Android devices this month oh you know dragging along a day late and a dollar short <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. There's probably people who love Android that listen to this show, and now they won't anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Who else can you offend today? Uh, So far, it's just been you, Don Mukow, and (laughs) Android users. Still time. Still time. Trader Sam has been removed officially from the Jungle Cruise. I saw that. Poor old Sam. But there's no changes expected for the Trader Sam's bar at Polly. Okay. okay. So that's good. Hey, you want to do a mini segment? <laughs> a mini <No>. take segment? <laughs> okay, let's give it a go. All right. Let's give it a go. What's what's Mickey got in his psyche for us All today? right, you ready? I'm ready. If you are. Okay. The one thing you must eat or drink at Hollywood Studios. Hmm. Must eat or drink at Hollywood Studios. I mean, it's got to be the Joffrey's cart. <laughs> over at Hollywood Studios? Yeah. I mean, over at uh, Tower, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Okay. It's got to be the Joffrey's cart. For you, yeah. I can't think of anything else that I just must have. Over must there. have. That Kaluatini at the Joffrey's cart <clears throat> is <clears throat> is a must do for me. It's a must do for you. Okay. It's hard It's hard for me. I mean, there's nothing that just blows my mind. I mean, I'm going to. I mean, also like the frozen Coke with rum over near Echo Lake. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme with you. At Hollywood Studios, there sure is. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say the the Kefta uh, thing at, at Docking Bay 7. Oh, gosh. I totally forgot that was at Hollywood Studios. I know. Galaxy's Edge feels like its own thing. It does, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, that Kefta and Hummus thing is, I mean, Docking Bay 7 is. I'll sleep on that. Don't. I love Docking Bay 7. Yeah, I know. Um, mm, gosh, that's hard then. Those plant-based meatballs are pretty amazing. <laughs> they are. They are. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. In fact, um, I want to change. Can I change my answer? You can. I do. <laughs> I, I do what I can to help. I want to change my answer to. Can I say all of Docking Bay Seven? Uh, you don't like all of Docking Bay Seven. All of the vegan items at Docking Bay okay, Seven. You can say that because they've really got an amazing like cinnamon roll uh-huh. thing too. I would have said the key lime pie on a stick. You do love that. I love it so much. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> I love it so much. And it wasn't there last time we were I there. I know. I know. It was I really know. sad. I know. Really sad. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the, I'm going to, I'm just going to go with either anything at sci-fi because I love sci-fi. You do love sci-fi. Or the Ronto wrap. <laughs> 
Speaking of things shaped like male genitalia. Oh my gosh. You love, you do love the Ronto wrap and it is just a massive weenie in a pita. With also surrounded by (laughs) other meats. That picture. The Ronto wrap is not Instagrammable unless you are in the fifth grade. Uh, Or you've got fifth grade sensibilities. Are you ready? You are way past time. I know y'all. All right. Are you okay. good? Are I'm you sure? Good. Yes, Tomorrowland. Right. I'm excited about this one. Me too. Okay. So um, we're going to talk about today, Elena of Avalor. Okay. And <laughs> the reason this is Tomorrowland is because I believe there should be an Avalor on Disney property. Okay. So I'm going to take a step back and talk a little bit about Elena of Avalor because it's a Disney Junior show. That people may not be familiar with. Okay. You've mentioned that Elena's one of your favorite princesses to meet in the park. Absolutely. She's fantastic. So I'm just going to give a little bit of background on Elena and then talk about what, why I think Avalor belongs in the parks. Okay. So first of all, the show launched on Disney Junior July 22nd of 2016, which the dates there... Are fairly amazing, it is just amazing. as far as our family is yeah, concerned. Yeah, that is pretty incredible. Um, and unfortunately, it ended on August the twenty third of twenty twenty. Now, I say unfortunately, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But the story arc was completed, okay? So it wasn't canceled. It was a, it was a pretty clear. It was a clear mission. story arc, yeah. yes. And so that was completed. The show wasn't really canceled, but it ended with a primetime special, okay. which we didn't watch. And now I want to go back and yeah, see it for sure. Our girls sort of grew out of Elena, um, and I hated that because I love Elena. But anyway, so Elena is voiced by Amy Carrero, and she is a Dominican-American actress who also voices She-Ra on Netflix. Oh, come on. I know, right? It's so great. So the cast is um, uh, Latinx, right? So the cast is, is they cast really well there. Uh, but the show was created and the executive producer is Craig Gerber, who also produced Sophia the First. Now I went and tried to look up Craig and see how he identifies. And all I could find is he identifies as American. Like I didn't see his race identified anywhere. Um, so I just want to say, I think Craig did an excellent job. I think they cast it well. I think they paid good tribute to, you know, the Latin American uh, tradition. We're going to go through some of that. Um, But I kind of wish it wasn't executive produced by a white man. I know you do, honey. But anyway, so this is what Craig says. He says, everyone involved with Elena of Avalor, from the creative team to the unbelievable cast and crew, felt the responsibility to get this right. We created the character of Elena with the hope that she would be a role model, not just for young Latina girls watching, but for all children to be able to see what a true leader looks like. Oh, that's, that's great. That's and, good. I, and I think they hit that. Right I think they the, absolutely hit it. So yeah. for those of you that are unfamiliar, the series centers around Elena. She's a 16-year-old princess when the series begins, who is ruling her kingdom with a collection of trusted advisors. These are friends and families that she friends and family members that she picked. Right. And by the way, love Elena. She decided to make her trusted advisors um, gender equal. Right. So she's got the same number of men and women on there. And and she has these trusted advisors until she's old enough to become queen. Yeah. Right. So she's 16. She can't be queen. She's the reigning princess. Naturally, her parents are dead. It is Disney. (laughs) Disney. Um, But her little sister and her grandparents survived the, the sorcerer's magic who killed her parents. Okay. So essentially, Elena was trapped by an evil sorceress for 41 years inside a magical amulet. Her grandparents and sister were protected by a magical painting. 
all totes normal. Sure. Um, Avalor is a very magical place. And Elena has a chief magician, magician, Mateo, right? Who is also a teenager with some self-esteem issues. Um, Elena does a great job ruling the kingdom. She makes teeny teenage or level mistakes, but she does such with a big heart and she learns valuable life lessons along the way. And so spoiler alert in the series finale, Elena becomes queen. Sure. So the series finale is her coronation day and cool. she becomes queen. So here are some things that I love about Elena of Avalor. Number one, it's bilingual. Teaching kids Spanish and Latin American traditions and about the culture without spoon feeding them like Dora the Explorer. Right. Sure. Right. It's also a musical, which I love. Sure. So there's songs in every show and the music is very catchy. Like we have the Elena soundtrack. Yeah. And we, we played it regularly. It's, <laughs> love, it's good. I love it. It's really great. And it does have good, um, good, you know, messages. In the soundtrack. For sure. And the producer said all of the songs were written in, in an effort to advance the show. So whatever's happening in the show in the beginning has moved along its timeline by the time the song ends. Great. Elena also plays the guitar, which I think is nice. Um, friends and family always come first with Elena. Yep. A lot of times she struggles between the right decision for her friends and family or the right decision for Avalor. And I think that's a very interesting tension for a 16 year old to have, Sure. right? I've got to pick what's best for the masses or best for my country over what is best for me or my family. Sure. I mean, in our world, it, and it, it would be, you know, do kids choose what's best for their family right. over what's best for them personally? Right. Um, but in any case, that's a pretty big life lesson for a cartoon. Yeah, for sure. Right? And I think, you know, we've had conversations with our kids about this, but sometimes as parents, we have to pick what's best for the the masses yes, as right. opposed to what's best for them in the moment. Yep, that's right. Um, so I think that's, I think that's a big life lesson. Um, Avalor is multi-ethnic, which I love about Avalor, has influences from the Caribbean, Spanish colonial, and Mexican architecture. Elena's clothing is Peruvian and Incan inspired. Mm. And the music is also multi-ethnic with influences from mariachi, Latin pop, salsas, banda, and Chilean hip hop. Each episode features at least one new song. I mean, if you think about these, that's episodes, a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. These episodes are 30 minutes long and they're writing songs. They're producing songs. Yeah. Amy, who voices Elena also does the singing. Um, it's a, it's, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, I love her grandparents. Yes. Love them. Grandma, especially yes. absolutely adore her. They are fun and feisty. And her sister is an amazing inventor who regularly saves the day with her inventions. That's right. 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 So there's no stereo. There's no Latin American stereotypes. There's no gender stereotypes. Right. Elena, I I do kind of wish she didn't constantly wear a ball gown to save the world. (laughs) Um, But, you know, whatever. It's Peruvian inspired. Be you. She prefers dresses. That's cool. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but whatever. (laughs) You know, I see you, Elena. You do you. Um. There's also, she's a teenager, right? She's 16. And we've talked about this before with Anna being so obsessed with finding a man. Yeah, sure. And it's probably because, you know, she, Elsa kept her at such an emotional distance for all those years. <laughs> I mean, come on. Psychoanalyze Anna again. Poor old Anna. 
But I'm just saying, like, Elena has a lot of 16-year-old friends, and some of them are guy friends, but no love interests. And that was intentional. They said Elena is her own hero. Plenty of love interests, but they remain platonic throughout the entire series. She focuses on her job and her own personal growth. Like, she is very focused about becoming the best queen she can be. Sure. Right? She's super focused about that, and I love that about Elena. Okay, so here is why there should be an Avalor on Disney property. Okay. Okay, are we ready for this? Number one, it's a magical land. So, hello. Um, Rides, merch, whatever. Yeah. It's a magical land. It's set up for it. It's a magical land. It's gorgeous. There's water. Ride those those winged cat things. These winged cat things, yes. Um, Elena is now a queen, and frankly, we need a Disney Latina queen. Well, that's something to that. Amen to that. Let's just say amen to that. And I did like her coronation gown. So <laughs> Elena is now a queen. We need a Disney Latina queen. There are magical animals. Like yeah. you just mentioned, the cats that fly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And some of them shapeshift. Mm-hmm. There's also one that is like a, a big rock dude. Yep. There's like a whole... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she area had to make friends with him and rock that. people. Yeah. Yes. Um, so a lot of, a lot of spaces where you could have fun adventures yeah. with friends and family. I'm even open to this being like a Disney junior area, okay. you know, where it's interactive for smaller kids, mm-hmm. a lot like Dino land, yeah. you know, yeah, where yeah. they can dig for the bones and things sure. like that. I think you could do something like that in a Disney junior esque fashion. That would be fun. But here is my number one reason we need an Avalor on Disney property. Are you ready for this? I don't know. It would be an immersive bilingual experience. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Would that be fantastic? Yeah. And if you think... Bigger, bigger than the Mexican Pavilion. Well, and that's not a bilingual experience. Yeah. And it's not, it's not immersive, It's right? not immersive, and it's not a true bilingual experience. Sure. Right, I think Disney needs that. I mean, literally, a bilingual place. Can you think of a bilingual area of Disney? I mean, I can't. I mean, in the Mexican Pavilion, in normal times, they try to have actual folks from Mexico there working who would be bilingual. No. But but that's not the same as... I'm talking about a bilingual experience. Where you go into where they speak nothing but... Yes. Spanish. Well, no, Spanglish. That's what they okay, speak on okay. the show. They speak Spanglish, Spanglish sure. right? A true bilingual experience. Yeah. Not, you know, Americans walking around in the same room as Mexicans. Right. That's right. not a bilingual experience. Sure. Right? No, I want a truly immersive bilingual experience where if you think Disney Junior, the kids could go up and like touch things that were labeled in Spanish uh-huh. or whatever. Spanish merch. We'll, we'll let's write somebody. I think I think that's what we need. Okay. And and the world in Disney World, and I'm not saying like Florida. I mean like Disney as a world needs. I think a Latina queen. I can't argue with that. I know you can't. It's because it's a perfect idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna shift now oh, to goodness. the World Showcase. <laughs> okay. Not quite so. Mine's not quite so important. Mine was important. Thank you for noticing that. I did. I did. Thank you for noticing the importance of it. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about... So we, we talked about doing some bonus episodes on things like this, and we're going to one day. 
Um, but I'm going to talk about the DVC lounges at Walt Disney World. Okay. All right. So there are there are two lounges at Disney. Uh, Two DVC lounges. Disney at, Vacation Club. This is Disney Vacation Club. So what is the Disney Vacation Club, you asked? Thank you <laughs> for asking. <laughs> so this is effectively Walt Disney's timeshare, okay? Yeah. But timeshare has such, such a negative, negative connotation so many times. Very negative. Um, this, so let me just put it as simply as I can. A, number one, this doesn't feel like your average timeshare. Um, secondly, uh, we joined in 2016. No. It was before. No. When did we join? I think we joined. Why don't you just tell me when we joined? (laughs) Just tell me when we joined. (laughs) We joined in 2017. 17. All right. Yes. Close enough. So since 2017, we would not have gone to Disney or Disney properties nearly as many times as we have without DVC. Right, I agree. Okay, <laughs> just making sure <laughs> you hadn't just shut it down since your Tomorrowland's over. No, I, but I would like when I have not had coffee. Okay, well, so my response could you. be slightly delayed. Good on you. Um, and also, no matter how many times we would have gone to Disney, our accommodations would not have been anywhere near what we've, no. what we've experienced. And that's a big deal for through me through DVC. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a big deal for you. So, the idea of staying at Polly, staying at Bay Lake Tower, Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom Lodge, these places right. we would not have been able to achieve true without our DVC membership. So, yes. so that alone has made it over and above aces for us. Yes. Um, so lots of little perks that are never guaranteed as part of DVC. What I just mentioned to you are the biggest things that come with DVC in right. my view, but there's lots of little perks. One of the little perks are these two lounges. Okay. So um, they're very, very different from each other. Um, one is a lounge that is on the second floor above journey into imagination mm-hmm. at Epcot. The other is the top of the world lounge at, on top of Bay Lake tower at the contemporary oh, resort. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, one is truly a, a nighttime lounge and the other is sort of like a, a, a restful oasis. Kind a of relaxation place. station yeah. with free sodas. Exactly. So, um, so let's talk about the DVC uh, lounge in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a rest stop. It's a place for you to, to go and either get out of some rain, maybe. That's Although, when it gets really popular. Yeah. So if, if it's about to rain, you better get there fast right. or you won't get in. There is a capacity limit. And every all, most of these benefits I'm going to talk about are pre-COVID benefits right, that we yeah. hope will come back eventually. Um, the one at Epcot is open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, and like I said, it's above the Journey into Imagination. So you, there's a gift shop at the end of the Journey into Imagination ride um, that – has the there's a desk there with a DVC cast member that you can check in mm-hmm. and you can walk up the stairs to the second floor or take the elevator up there. Okay. And when you get up there, your senses are sort of especially your visual is just blasted with bright colors, mm-hmm. colorful seating, um, lots of swirly shapes in the carpet, and then sunlight. <laughs> lots of swirly shapes in the carpet. Is that your official review? <laughs> Lots of blue and bright orange swirly carpet shapes. Swirly shapes in the carpet. (laughs) Fantastic. And then you've seen, you mean, Journey to Imagination is a big glass pyramid S thing, right? So you're basically sitting at the top of this glass pyramid, and and it is it is really cool. It's really cool. It's bright. You can see out to the rest of the park. Um, Even like we were in there in the middle of a 
ridiculous hurinator one time yeah. and saw some lightning strikes that was oh, yeah. kind of crazy. Um, so it's a really cool space. Um, Pre-COVID, they could fit a lot more people in there, but it was still very comfortable, overstuffed seating, couches, mm-hmm. chairs. Um, there's recharging stations for your phones at the tables. Um, there's unlimited soda mm-hmm. at these freestyle Coke machines where you can make your own Coke flavors, yep. which is a really big deal when you've bought drinks in the park. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's unlimited a huge, huge, yeah. huge deal. They've also got coffee, Joffrey's coffee and like little Joffrey's K cups that you can mm-hmm. make. Um, they've got a bank of, uh, two or three computers. If you want to get online to do anything there, um, you can get onto my Disney experience there, or you can send an email. If you're one of those types that wants to do a little work from journey into imagination, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh DVC cast members that are there to be helpful. I know, um, read a story about one guy who had lost his blue DVC membership card. And so they, they ordered him another one right there inside oh, wow. that lounge. Yeah. Um, so there's a gaming station for the kids to play video games. Okay. Um, normally. Right. Right. We went up there during COVID. We met Ginger. We've talked about Ginger Love before. Ginger. She was a blast. She was hilarious. Um, Kelly had worn some blisters out on her feet. And mm-hmm. so I went to one of the cast members. They said, just go downstairs to the gift shop and they'll give you some band aids. So it was, uh, you know, it's a really nice, yeah. peaceful experience up there away from the hustle and bustle of the park. Yep, it is. Um, moving on to the top of the world lounge, totally 180 degrees, sort of different experience here. This is like a, this is open from 6 PM to midnight usually. Um, and it's, this is sort of like a nightcap type place somewhere where you yeah. might go after dinner um, or, or after a, 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 a relaxing day maybe. Yep. And uh, this is a true, nighttime lounge um you access it in the bay lake tower um at the contemporary in the lobby there's a dvc stand you go and check in there with the with the person that works there and they will give put you on an elevator with direct access straight up to the 16th floor where you find the bay lake tower uh lounge Mm -hmm. top of the world lounge um and this is uh, a legit elegant bar lounge they've got the most amazing chandelier in here that looks like fireworks um they've got a bar that in and of itself is a masterpiece with the professional bartenders that are making any drinks that you want although they have a menu of specialty cocktails that they'll also make Mm -hmm. for you there's a menu of small plates Mm -hmm. appetizers they also had some of the drinks from the park. Like I it was did. able to get that grapefruit Germany the, beer. That uh, Schafferhofer Heffenweissen. Oh, bless you for that. Grapefruit beer. <laughs> um, and we also got the big, huge pretzel from, from Germany. From Germany. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they had some cool snacks and yeah. some cool drinks. They've there. got nachos, um, just a, a whole, you know, I'd say eight to 10 appetizer-esque snacks. They've got a whole range of cocktails and, and beers. Desserts. They had a seven-layer yes. chocolate and caramel cake that was Goodness crazy man, delicious. Amazing. Like I said, comfy couches, high-top tables. They've even got a semi-private room that if you want to have sort of a private event up there, you oh, can, okay. you can uh, yeah, you can do that. Um, and then they've, so opposite the room from the bar is like wall to wall, floor to ceiling windows. They mm-hmm. offer these amazing views of the Magic Kingdom Park and Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, and then uh, out beyond that, outside is this massive, massive terrace outdoors yeah. 
where it just allows for the most amazing view of the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom, complete with the music from the show piped in yeah. in there. So um, it was just a that's a really great experience. Uh, for the DVC members. Now you do want to check uh, ahead of time to make sure that these places are going to be open at mm-hmm. those times. Um, for example, um, the the blackout dates for the uh, top of the world tower on July 3rd and 4th, because they're doing specialty shows mm-hmm. at the magic kingdom right. uh, and December 30th and 31st. Yeah. Those are usually blocked out for a private yeah. party. Right. Well, those are, additional for pay events that DVC members can pay for and get in there. So just want to check ahead of time and you never know when the lounge at at Epcot might be closed for refurbishment or whatever. So just, you know, those are the stated hours, but there's also capacity restrictions for both of them. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Top yeah. of the world. Yeah. Even even pre COVID. Yeah. They don't let it get chock block full. No. That's right. That's right. You you can that's go and wait a great in line. Experience. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, there are capacity uh, limits for both of even pre COVID. Yeah. yeah. Capacity limits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just check in with DVC folks and uh, you know in any of the parks they can probably tell you if it's open or or what the hours of it are going to be. Yeah. But it's a it's a wonderful experience. We had a great time at the at, at both lounges. But um, the the top of the world lounge just really feels very special. It does, and they gave us that little sign to put on our, yeah, our right. table that said this this guest is currently enjoying the fireworks from so the this table is reserved yeah. for them. And if you're non DVC, you can get in there as long as you go if you're you're on the same reservation party yeah. at Walt Disney World as a DVC member. You can okay. get in there. You do not have to be a Bay Lake Tower person no, staying no, there yeah, we, to use the top of the oh, tower right yeah except for those specific days yeah year. yeah so. yeah no we i've loved both of those lounge experiences yeah so, highly recommend yeah well done honey that was a good one um and on time and thank on you very time. much good job look at you that is our show for this week we hope you enjoyed it <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um and if you did you know what to do run out to the socials Tag us in everything you can tag us in. Tell everybody how much you love us, even when we're uncaffeinated. Um, And go out to iTunes, subscribe so that you automatically get those downloads. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. And it helps to promote our show to so many other people. Yes, absolutely. And if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's S for Super, C for Cali, F for Fragilistic, A for Awesome, D for Disney, P for Podcast. We are caught up. We're caught up on transcripts and show notes and videos out there on that website. Worked our tails off last week. So excited about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Join us out there on the socials. You can find us at all the places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at scfadp. Go to YouTube, subscribe to us out there, supercalifragilisticawesomedisneypodcast. And with that, we hope to see see you real soon. soon.